and welcome to the Dirty Little Book Club podcast. I'm Molly. And I'm Emily. Today we're going to be discussing Wait With Me by Amy Dawes. Um, I had previously read this book last year and loved it. Absolutely loved it. This is one of those books that Emily would like video message me and be like, this is the best book ever. I'm obsessed with this book. Like, I feel like I knew the whole plot of the book before I started reading it because Emily wouldn't shut up about it. I loved this book. I just thought it was so cute. This whole series is really great. The next book in the series is, like, one of my favorites, too. It's I was going to read the next one, and then I got wrapped up in another series. I listened to two series by one author <laughs> that are each six books. So It's okay. You'll have to put it on your... Um, TBR list. Okay. I want to start out. So, like, we start out the book and we learn about the main, like, female protagonist, Kate. And she's talking, like, about how nobody in her family likes what she does <laughs> because she writes romance novels. And I was like, I feel like I can relate to this yeah. because we just had, like, a family dinner and we're discussing with, like, our family about, like, what our podcast is about. And our aunt was like, that's so <laughs> She wanted nothing. She didn't want to know anything about it. She, like, in the book, um, Kate, the main character, Kate Smith, which she literally says she hates her name. Like, it's so plain. It's so boring. <laughs> and she says, and what does boring old practically pushing 30 years old kate do she writes porn in a tire shop in boulder colorado <laughs> my favorite one of my favorite parts of this chapter is literally like the first page and she says she's talking about her family and she's talking about her siblings and she says of her brother of her brothers who married two sisters they're two perfect couples and their precious offspring live within a two block radius of our childhood home my parents babysit every friday night so my brothers can wine and dine their hot wives like the good christian husbands they are <laughs> and i was like i feel like that so much describes like so many people i know yeah. and like people i went to high school with for real. We're from a really small town. It was like, growing up, it was like, you were a cool, like, cool Christian kid if you went to youth group on Wednesday night. Emily, you True fell into that. that trap for a while. I did that. I did that for a hot minute. Baptized in the river. <laughs> Grandma was so horrified. <laughs> she hated it. Okay, so Kate writes under a pen name, Mercedes Lee Love Letter. Really got, really got me <laughs> not the best uh, um and she's kind of had some writer's block so she's writing like a new york times best-selling series and i think she's on the last book mm -hmm. and she's just writer's block is killing her and um she finds her inspiration in tire depot getting her oil changed and so she sneaks in there every day to write in their customer care center. And she, like, has the free coffee and cookies. And that's where she gets her mojo. One of my favorite, like, things is the very beginning when the old lady does all the Betty. <laughs> and she's like, you look really familiar. I feel like I know you from somewhere. Did you work in a dental office around here? And she's like, no, I'm a, I'm a writer. 
I highlighted this like, section too. She's like, I write, I, 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 I write under a pen name. She tells her a pen name, and she's like, and the Betty's like, is it Christian romance? And she's is it like, Amish no. romance? No. And then she says, oh, is it Amish? How I love those Amish novels. <laughs> and I first thought was like, need to seek out Amish romance novels. I don't think I've ever read an Amish romance. <laughs> I feel like for a while I did like read because I feel like what they consider Christian romance isn't necessarily like Christian. It's not about like faith. It's the fact that like it's all fade to black. <laughs> There's no explicit sex in <laughs> Nothing books. really happens. Like it follows very much follows like the Hallmark formula. There's yeah. like a kiss an hour into the book and then they kiss one more time at the end and that's it. <laughs> That's True a good that. Christian romance. Yeah. I've read some Christian romance in my time that was, like, actually marketed as Christian romance. Um, not my favorite, but... It's because you were baptized. You know. I it lived in sin, so... <laughs> I did love Betty. I thought she was great. Um, and at Tire Depot, she meets um one of the mechanics there Mm -hmm. and um well wait let me back up so kate is described as a curvy redhead and she says she says i'm a curvy redhead with skin that doesn't suffer the sun like so many of my fellow (laughs) gingers um and is that her saying she doesn't she's not like she doesn't burn okay she's not yeah she's not like a yeah, I also appreciated that in the beginning of the book, there was a lot of, like, comparison between, like, um, the customer care center and Luke's diner. I literally had that highlighted. That was the next she, thing I was going to talk about. Yeah, she, like, mentions it, like, a few times throughout the books and, like, compares herself to, like, Gilmore Girls, which I love. Well, and, like, he ends up kind of being her Luke, so there you go. Yeah and um she meets what's his name miles mm-hmm. um right outside the customer care center at tire depot he is like <laughs> smoking pretending to smoke a piece of oh, licorice quit. and um yeah they meet and miles is pretty taken with her very curious about what she does she man this really bothered me she lied right off the bat and told him that her name was mercedes and like gave him her author name which like kind of kind of killed me a little bit inside kind of didn't i feel like amy dawes was really trying to tie in like the mechanic piece yeah mercedes oh cars. i never even put that because Miles is like a mechanic. She doesn't even drive a Mercedes. She drives a Cadillac, which I feel like is such a weird choice. And I think like pretty much right off the bat, like one of their first interactions, um, Kate like passes out. Miles catches her and like demands to take her out to pizza. And it was just really cute. Because like, she hasn't eaten all day. She's just been drinking coffee right. all day. And I was just like pounding out the words. Like Ooh. She is honestly the best. Like, I... Any man who offers to feed me pizza... Man, I'll take it. I love it. Pizza doesn't sound very good right now, to be honest. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> You'll love pizza again one day. Um, So, they go to pizza, and there's, like, very clearly an attraction there, but I feel like the whole book, there's kind of this push and pull. Like, 
Miles is very clearly attracted to her, likes her, mm-hmm. and she's like wanting to be super casual. So that was a, a whole like plot of the book was um she was recently Kate was recently out of a relationship, which oh man, I can't remember his name now. The ex-boyfriend his name was horrendous oh let me look because it was it was i remember thinking like we need to bring this up because it it was the douchiest name i've ever heard (laughs) it was bad but um they had like rented on a three-year lease the um townhouse that they live in neither one was like willing to give it up so like technically they're still living together and she just like doesn't feel settled in the house to be able to write there. Yeah, well he still lives there. Yeah. Well, he's where did they he, was he in the Hamptons? Yeah, some douchey place. <laughs> yeah. For like the summer. All and they broke up because like he wanted her to lie to his family about what she does. Like he didn't want them to know that like she um writes porn pretty much which i absolutely loved about miles so they run any into each other downtown boulder at a bar and they're kind of talking and mercedes is like talking about how like you know she's kind of the black sheep of her family and her family doesn't really what his name was dristen oh man d-r-y-s-t-o-n that is a name i've never heard before but it is a name that sounds like he grew up privileged it's terrible because and just like never do anything in their lives like that's terrible um anyway so they're at the bar and she's telling him how like her family doesn't like understand what she does and they're not really supportive. I love this part. So cute. And he like offers to call his mom. His who, grandma. Right? I think he started with his mom because his mom does the book blog. Remember she has like a yeah, book yeah, yeah, blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like no you can't do that it's too late. And then he was like oh I'll call my grandma she's always up late. And like Kate was like no like Absolutely it's not. like midnight we're not calling her so um calls his sister calls his sister which to confirm that grandma and mom love the spicy yeah. romance novels. i don't want to give any spoilers but the sister definitely has a book is that the next one or is Lindsay the next one I'm not sure which one is technically next in the series. Timeline-wise, I think they're all pretty much happening, like, at the same at time. At the same time, congruently. Gonna say, didn't love their friend neighbor. Which one? Not Lindsay, the male friend neighbor. Mm. Is his name Dan? No, I don't think so. I'm looking for it. See, this is the problem. I only take notes of, like, the main He has characters. his own book, too. Lindsay has a book. The sister has a book. And then... I didn't like him. To be honest, his book was my least favorite of the series. Uh, and Dean? it's... Dean. Dean. Which sucks, because I feel like that's another Gilmore Girls reference. <laughs> they were riddled throughout. Which I'm here for. <laughs> I wasn't hating it. I mean, I'm not personally Team Dean. Team <laughs> Jess all the way. Right? Oh, uh, Jess is the best. Jess is the only reason I watched uh, This Is Us. <laughs> he really was the best. Dean was an absolute douche. And in, in this Such book, a douche. Dean is kind of a douche, too. Dean he is sends, a huge douche. He sends her, like, the fake invoice for the coffee. <laughs> the I pastries. was like, 
That is like such a dick move. Such a jackass. Um, yeah, Dean was kind of my least favorite. Turns out, which this was something Miles. So, okay, let's back up. So, <laughs> Miles ends up calling his sister when they're out of the bar and is like, hey, would any, would you care if I dated somebody who like wrote romance novels? No, you know, mom would be totally into that. And like, they have this cute back and forth. And then um, Kate pretty much kisses him. And then he's like, yeah, we can't do this. Um, he's got some baggage for sure. Just got out of a relationship as well that was pretty traumatic. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They always have traumatic relationships. There's always something going on. There's always something going on. So then they, like, Kate is pretty much like, oh, I can be casual, which really she can't. Like, Kate's, like, the least casual person ever. <laughs> Other She's than the really fact trying that to she play it cool. breaks into a tire shop every day. <laughs> Which, the way they describe this place, it sounds very deluxe. I'm very confused. It's basically a mechanic shop. Okay, have you ever been to Lush Bob? Yeah, but Lush Bob doesn't do, like, oil changes and stuff. I literally only do tire shop. They do, like, brake stuff. That has to do with your tires, Emily. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Um, I should say, like... I think it's funny that we're recording this today because as I was leaving, I went out and told my husband, I was like, my low tire pressure lights on. Will you just come look at them and tell me if you think they're low? Because it's been on. I have like brand new tires. And he came out and he's like leaning on my car to like check and see if they're low because they're so like thin on my Kia. And he's like, do you have the tire pressure gauge I gave you? And I was like, no. Normally, when I go through it at the pump, it has a gauge on the like thing that I can check it with. And I was like, not that I even remember what PSI my tires are supposed to be at. So Never he hauls remember. an air compressor <laughs> to the front yard and hooks it up and fills all my tires. You know what I do? I speak my car to get its oil changed and they fill my tires for me. I have a mechanic husband <laughs> for this. This book hit close to home. I am not somebody that wants to go do that kind of shit. I don't either. That's why I have a husband that does it for me. Donnie will do it if I complain enough. Nick unplugged his truck to plug his pump in. (laughs) To be honest, it's not really something Donnie or I. I didn't know that you have to plug some trucks in until I met Nick. Why does he plug it in? Keeps the engine warm. I don't freaking know. He's explained it to me. I know, but I don't know. Something about the engines. He's had to do it with a couple trucks he's had. Weird. It's a man thing. I don't know. It's very weird. I'll ask him again today and report back. (laughs) It's a diesel truck thing, specifically, I think. I don't think I've ever owned a diesel vehicle. We do. Sounds expensive. Not really. It's just rumbly. I can tell when he gets home. I can hear him. If you ever accidentally put gas in that, that is like, I know. There's like, when you open the gas thing for a diesel, it says like everywhere on there, like diesel only. If they did that, I mean, it would be the attendant's fault. Yeah. So you get a new car out I'm of it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it would be bad. We happen to live in one of the two states in the nation that doesn't let you pump your own gas. So Actually, I think we might be the last. New New Jersey. I think New Jersey just passed a law to be able to pump their own gas. 
I'm pretty sure it's just us. People here really want to pump their own gas, and I'm like, why? I literally, <laughs> um, because I, do, I never want to do at that. The gas station last week, no joke, for 25 minutes. Was it cold that day? No, it it was fine. I mean, it, I don't want to do that though. I don't want to get out of my car. I also don't. I would have been so much faster, especially if we were in a hurry. I don't want to touch a gas pump that two hundred other people have touched that day either. <laughs> I would love like a hybrid model where we have the option to pump our own gas. The next car I'm looking at is like that. We are on a tangent. We are. <laughs> okay. Okay. What was the book? <laughs> what were we talking about? We we're talking about. We were talking about Dean being a douchebag, and then we were talking about um, his calling his sister, and that he's got problems. Yeah. Um, his ex-girlfriend like fucked around with other people and got pregnant by this rich guy, and it's a sore spot. So some stuff definitely happens, but (laughs) ultimately, like she finishes writing the book at the customer care center, and she has like a um finished party Mm -hmm. like a party at her home to celebrate being done writing the last book and she invites miles and his co-worker his best friend and it's kind of a whole thing um it's like a luau maybe you want to have a luau it is like a luau and basically they come up with this friends with benefits plan and they end up fucking at the party they sure do they sure in the ex-boyfriend's room that he lives oh in. yes and he's like does I someone mean, he live lives here in, with you but he's not is there. there a man that lives here with you and she goes oh it's just my roommate but he's gay lies lies lies. Stop lies she just cannot fucking stop lying and um i feel like everything was fine right then but then like that weekend, she, like, moves all of Dryston's stuff out of the house into a storage unit and, like, redoes the upstairs to be, like, a writing nook. She's like, this is my space. Yeah, and I think Miles helps with that in part. And then, um, yeah, she, like, rearranges it. And then how did Miles find out about Dryston? Oh, they were at the bar. and yeah. Dry- Okay, so what happens is... He's at work with his yes. buddy whose dad owns the tire depot. And these preppy assholes come in and they're like, we need you to fix our tire. And his buddy was like, well, let me take a look at it. Like, there's, we can't guarantee that we can fix it. We might have to replace it. And he's like, you should just be able to fix it. And he's like, well, if it's gone through the tire wall, there's no fixing it. And Miles and Dryston, who he doesn't realize is Dryston at the time, because he's no he doesn't know he is. Um, like come to blows, I do believe, or they come near to blows. Not at the tire shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like whatever, and that all ends. And then Miles and his buddy go out to the bar after work, and. He had asked Kate if she wanted to come, but she couldn't come or something. She was hanging out with Lindsay and Dean. And they're at the bar, and who shows up but Dryston? And he's, like, hanging all over Kate, and he's, like... He is, like, straight up, like, 
going at her over having moved his shit out of the house and put it in storage and um kind of like attacking her verbally and so miles goes over there and he's basically like mercedes is everything okay and dryson's like Mm, that's not her name and that's how miles finds out and he ends up socking dryston in the face (laughs) most deserved punch in a romance novel absolutely fantastic and miles leaves angry and this is kind of like the climax of the book where like everything's torn apart which okay this was something i loved throughout the book i feel like amy dawes did a really good job of like putting her own process of how she writes a book into Kate's process and making it realistic. Like several times throughout the book, like Kate mentions how like she needs to find a way to like rip the characters apart and then put them back together. And that's exactly what Amy fucking did. I feel like that's not just an Amy thing. That is a romance I mean, novel what thing. else would it be? We love a good, are the will they, won't they? I mean, we always but know they will. I... Okay, in next week's book, we're going to talk about this too because (laughs) I don't love it when it feels like it's manufactured drama. I agree. I hate that. This was like something that we knew was going to happen the entire book though, and I like that. What is that? There's like a word for it. Come on, college degree. You know the word. Foreshadowing? Not foreshadowing. There's a different word when like the readers know something that one of the characters doesn't know. Mm, I don't know. But I like when authors do that. We are very knowledgeable here on our book <laughs> podcast. I, this is like the second time I've talked about this term in the last month and I get off. There is another. We'll, we'll look it up and we'll get back to you. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. There's another one that I, I was going to talk about in the next one that I like legitimately don't know what it's called, but I'm sure it has an official literary name. Um. But she kind of tears them apart, and Kate ends up dramatic irony. Mm. That's I like some good dramatic irony, and the Sounds fact that right. like we knew like she was Kate and she was not being honest. We with knew him. the whole time. We knew what the conflict was going to be. You're just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, so Kate essentially like Dryston wants wants the house for like really no reason because kate was the one that wanted to move there anyways because Lindsay and dean live next to her right so kate ends up giving dryston the townhouse in exchange for dryston not um pressing charges against miles mm-hmm. and she moves in with Lindsay. yeah and um Kate just, like, doesn't know what to do. Like, she's at a loss. So, Miles has had this car that his grandpa um, will to repair it. No, he needs a No, no, no. How to repair the relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't know how to repair the relationship. Even though she's a romance. <laughs> I mean, well, that's that's what she decides. Yeah. She needs a grand gesture. Grand gesture. So, previously in the book, they had gone to his house, and he had showed Kate, like, this classic car that his grandpa gave him, and he just was needed a truck. Oh, it was a classic truck. A classic Thank truck. You. And um, what was I saying? I don't know, but my husband also has a classic truck that was given to him by his <laughs> Oh, the it, parallels. It needed a really expensive part, a catalytic converter, and he couldn't afford it. 
they're expensive. And so she found him one and drove all night to get it. She drove all night. And then what happens? Her fucking car breaks down on the way yeah. back. But she gets in the catalytic converter and all's good pretty much. And then, like, basically they fall in love. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was pretty much the end of the book. And they, like, get pregnant and have a baby, don't they? Well, that was the end. No. No? I'm making things up. Basically, we really like this book. Emily oh. Goodbreck. So in one of the spots, I love this. In one of the spots, she like is trying to stay away from the customer care center because mm-hmm. she feels guilty about using it. Yes. And so she like buys a burnt rubber candle. Oh yes. <laughs> and is like burning like, it What's in her that home. Smell? <laughs> that killed me. I think Kate is such a relatable character. I agree. Okay. I was gonna say, so I I really like this book. Also the title, very sweet, very clever. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like it really had a lot of like what we wanna see in a romance novel, you know. Uh conflict, a surly man mm-hmm. who I this is literally when I tell you I feel like every single romance novel, the man is loaded. Yeah, They're always rich. I've been on a like billionaire book kick lately, though. But I have listened to about twelve novels about billionaires in the last two weeks. It's been consuming a lot of books, <laughs> um, but I feel like that's so common because I feel like authors think that's like a way to solve a lot of the problems in the book. And I really love that. Like, yes, Kate had like money because she's an author, but she wasn't loaded. And I really liked that. Like, neither one of them. Like, they felt very like relatable, relatable and normal. Maybe that's just me. Cause, no, like, been there. I feel like Miles makes like a decent living, but he's by far not like loaded. Yeah. And I did the really appreciate that. I mean, no, he. I mean, he owns a home and mm-hmm. like you know. I don't know. I really liked Miles. He was a great book boyfriend. Agreed. I thought he was very swoon-worthy. Can I tell you what my favorite part of this fucking book is? This is like Amy Dawes' fucking biography. What? Okay, so she was writing a book in a fucking tower yeah, center. Yeah, said that. Okay, and it like blew up on her Instagram. Like, she was posting about it. She literally did but what Kate did. did she date? A mechanic. No, but they like the tire center, like went all in with her and was like advertising (laughs) that they were the tire center where this book was written. Amy's most recent book was written. That's hilarious. Really well known that like this happened. Like she was documenting the whole thing on her Instagram journey and ended up getting back to the tire center. And I think they put up like a plaque and stuff. I'm not really, they gave her like an honorary seat where she gets it. Yeah. I I think that's so funny. I feel like Kate is Amy Dawes story, which I loved the romance. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's married with a kid. She's just so great. I just I definitely will want to read more of her books. I almost downloaded that one that you were talking about. Lindsay's story is not that one, the other one of my favorites. The one that she's like really well known for. Oh, blindsided? Yeah. Mm. It showed up as a suggestion. Um, I think like 
like you said, Kate's very relatable. The secrets that she kept from Miles, I felt like were all like super understandable <sighs> though. Kate, just be honest. And like they weren't like dark enough that like they weren't gonna end up together, you know? Yeah. Like I sometimes mean... I feel like there are secrets kept and I'm like, I would bring up this <laughs> I feel like I feel like I never had to stress she was gonna get her happily ever after. Also, we love a book boyfriend on a motorcycle. Mm, so cute. Ugh. Nick really wants to get a motorcycle. And as much as I tell him, I don't want him to have a motorcycle. Death trap. Well, he's had like a billion concussions. If he hit his head hard enough, like, be it. So, but the idea of Nick on a motorcycle, I like very much. <laughs> I, I would not be okay. I trust Nick, like, literally the best driver. I don't, it's not about trusting Donnie. It's about trusting other fucking drivers. The true, worst. True, true, Um, Let me see. Let me see. What are your other thoughts about this book? I think that the whole, like, Kate's family, like we said before, about, like, them not liking that she, like, writes romance novels, super relatable. Especially for, like, the readers because I feel like a lot of women and men that read romance do not tell people that they read romance novels. Yeah. Because it's seen as like shameful. I mean, I say that, but then like I also feel like I'm pretty quiet about it with some people. It just depends. Like if someone asks me what I'm reading and it's not like my doctor, (laughs) I'll tell them. (laughs) Like I would feel uncomfortable with that. (laughs) I had like a random guy at a local brewery that I go to a lot like come up to you oh, and ask me what that. I was reading and I was like it's a book about gymnastics <laughs> and he was like are you into gymnastics and I'm like no I just find it interesting <laughs> it was like I'm not gonna tell a stranger to bark because I'm here alone that I'm reading a romance novel because that is not gonna attract the right kind of people not that I'm looking to attract anyone happily married but it was so uncomfortable (laughs) I was so uncomfortable what did you think of the book overall I really liked the book um also it wasn't a catalytic converter it was a carburetor sounds like the same thing it is not the same (laughs) practically the same thing I feel like I could probably tell you what a carburetor does because I've listened no, to really Nick explain it to me so many times. I made the note that I was like I like that she bought a carburetor for him. I was like I feel like when I need to make amends with Nick I buy him like a tool for his truck or something. <laughs> the way to a man's heart. It truly is. It truly is. Well to my man's heart. <laughs> um. Also go Miles for punching the douchebag. Yeah. I love to see that in a romance novel. Yeah, do love a man that, like, is just all for it. I did feel like at times Miles was a little douchey. I did understand why he was definitely hurt in the past. But come on, bro. Also, when they describe Miles' ranch that he lives at, it was, like, giving me major flashbacks to the ranch that Dad worked on that summer, too, when we were kids. And... Like, I love that property. We went accidentally went out there the other day. Didn't realize that they opened a winery there. Oh, I didn't know that. Don't do tastings every day. So we couldn't actually have any of their wine. But 
god, that's such a beautiful property. And I was like, this is like ideal. Like this book, literally, like I want to live at that guy's house. It's like my dream house. No, thank you. Sounds so nice. She was like, they were having sex in in the truck that she bought the part for. And she was like, is this okay? Is this going to be okay? And I was like, it's a bench seat. It's literally made for that. Like, You're totally fine. <laughs> Keep going. That's the whole point. I did feel like the sex was pretty spicy. I agree. I thought I I put it out that was like the spice was consistent and it was a good spice. I liked it. Yeah. I think AB Dawes does a really good job. I agree. <laughs> I Okay. In general, overall book, I'm going to give it five stars. Okay. I'm also giving it five stars. This is we agree. Five star book. Oh man, I can't believe we're agreeing on this. What about Golden Dildos? Five. Really? I'm it five. Yeah. I'm giving it four. Why are you giving it four? I felt like the Not spice enough? was good. I felt like there definitely could have been more spice. I feel like okay, but <clears throat> this was a plot-heavy book, which was fine. No, I thought it was a good fifty-fifty. I think that like. For the length that the book was, if they had had a lot more spice in there, like... The book would have been long. It would have been way too long, or there would have been a lot of stuff left out. Yeah. And we would run into how I felt about the property of not <laughs> <laughs> Why was she so mad at her brother? Still haven't gotten over it. No. Someday. I still have it. I never will. Someday Gemma Ware will explain it to us. Someday. <laughs> no, I really liked the amount of spice. It was like perfect for me. The book we're going to discuss next week, we'll get into that. But yeah. Yeah. It was a good amount of spice. I liked it. And I liked how it was written. Sometimes spice can make me cringe. And... It's solely how it's written and not the fact that it's happening, but I didn't get that from Amy at all. Like, none of the scenes made me cringe at all. Yeah, I didn't really feel like any of it was, like, I felt cringy. like the characters had chemistry. I felt like they had hot chemistry. Literally, okay, I have, this is off topic, but last night we were, like, looking for a movie to watch because I was reading and Nick was just going to put something on and he's like, what do you want to watch? And I was like, Kindle, I'm reading. (laughs) And so he was like scrolling through the movies and what pops up but Fifty Shades of Grey. And I was like, oh, let's watch that. And he was like, okay. And he put it on, which I was not expecting. And literally, I was like laughing the entire time. It's so bad. It like, and that was like, I feel like those books really got me into romance novels. Like I had read romance novels, but like that really like up my appetite for them. And I don't know if maybe they just had more chemistry on the page, but like watching that movie was a cringe fest. It was so bad. I don't. They like had any of no them. chemistry. I. They ugh. had zero on screen chemistry. The male lead in that, the actor, I don't know his name. Uh. James Dorian. I did not like him. I don't know. I think that's his name. I like him more with a beard. I was very much not a fan of those. You know who should have played him? Henry Cavill. He would have been great. You know what I've been watching? (laughs) Henry Cavill should just play every (laughs) villain, though. I've been watching Yellowstone. Ooh, 
Okay, I'm only a couple episodes in. Okay, but you know who's in Yellowstone that's in Fifty Shades of Grey? He plays Christian's brother. Who? The son, the blonde-haired son. The young one? He's not super young. He's, like, in his 20s or his 30s. The youngest son, though? Yeah. I didn't, he plays Christian's I brother. That. When they, like, panned him on the screen, I was like, oh, my God, Nick, you know who that is, right? He goes, no. And I was like, look closer. <laughs> he was like, oh. And I was like, it's the guy from Yellowstone. Because Nick is, like, the last person to ever recognize anyone from anything else. Like, I don't either. I can tell you, like, an entire actor's, like, filmography. Like Donnie. I'm super into that stuff. I love pop culture. Nick could care less. We've also been watching the Lord of the Rings extended versions. Such a nerd. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw this out there. Sam was the hero of the movie. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know that I've ever watched the Lord of the Rings movies all the way through any really? of them. I, since I met Nick, he's made me watch all of the Star Wars movies all the way through. Oh. And after that, I'm just a little drained. The I newer ones are okay. have rewatched and finally listened to on audiobook the Harry Potter books because I never read them. Oh, the Harry they Potter were books. so good. When I tell you I was crying in parts from I the audiobooks, it. and then I rewatched the movies. And also, I was telling Nick that like I feel like the Fifty Shades of Grey movies and books are like people who grew up reading Twilight morphed into reading 50 shades of gray yeah the characters little are masochistic oh god you've got like this super innocent sweet girl and the guy is like dark he's a little dark <laughs> i mean if he could have he probably would have but wanted then to like suck her blood. i felt like 50 shades was like i felt like when 50 shades first came out there was like this whole debate about like how it represents bdsm yeah and like to be honest, I didn't feel like Fifty Shades was that spicy. I was giggling, and I know this is awful, the scene where he belts her in the movie because she wants to know how bad it can get. I'm looking at, oh, no, no, no. The time I laughed the hardest was when she was like, are you going to make love to me? And he's like, two things. And he's like, one. <laughs> I don't make love. I fuck hard. Laughing when she said, Are you gonna make love to me? Because I've read the books from the original ones and the ones from his point of view, and I've watched the movie, so like I knew that was coming, and I started laughing. And they said that line, and I looked to Nick, and he looked at me, and I was like, This movie is gold. It was really poorly done. Quote for the ages. They could have just gotten actors that had some chemistry. It was bad. There I, was like a minute pause between each sentence. I think she got sentence. kind of a bland face. Like, she reminds me of, she does remind Fishy. me of Kristen Stewart where like, she just doesn't have a lot of facial expression. No, it's very like, uh-huh. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> also like, just cringy at points. Like, they felt very, like, robotic, which I'm sure, like, in a movie like that where, like, you are naked with someone and there's literally just, like, uncomfortable tape taping your junk together so it's not, like, touching their junk. 
I don't like that <laughs> Literally, like, you probably have to be a little bit robotic about it, but they did not hide that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's introduce the next book. <laughs> I just had to rant about that. <laughs> I wait till it ended, and I looked at Nick, and I was like, you want to watch the next one? He goes, no. <laughs> We're good. I was like, are you going to tell your buddies that you watched this? He goes, absolutely not. <laughs> He's horrified. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next book we're reading is a Megan Quinn novel. One of my favorite romance authors. <laughs> well, we'll have a discussion about it. It's called The Locker Room, A Bookworm Falls for Jock Standalone. <laughs> I'll read the synopsis. Wait, no, can I read it because it was my recommendation? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you ever heard, have you heard the rumor around campus about the locker room? If you haven't, let me enlighten you. Legend has it if you bring a girl into the sacred after-game domain of the baseball locker room, it will end with a walk down the aisle. <laughs> One rowdy and naked encounter against the lockers with the girl of your dreams will make her your wife. Translation, baseball players are stupidly superstitious and believe the locker room has magical powers. But not all baseball players are superstitious, me included. So when the girl I've fallen for brushes me off, I start to question if I need to switch my way of thinking. Maybe it's time to find I finally hand out a coveted invitation to the locker room. The only question is, will she accept? <laughs> We're gonna have a lot to talk about. <laughs> there will be plenty. This was yeah. Molly's recommendation. She has read this book before. I have read this entire series. It's a very long series. I've read literally every single book Megan Quinn has written, which is a lot. I spent like an entire month last year just reading her books. She's not my She's favorite. She's literally one of the only authors that like when I know they have a book coming out, coming out, excuse me, <laughs> um, I will like, you know how you can like pre-order it on Kindle Unlimited even though you're not purchasing it and then it'll like be on your Kindle when it's released. I do that with her books. Oh. I love her books. The okay. Highland Fling, which I think you will need to read. Maybe I need to try Just a kiss. different Megan Quinn. I did try Stroked, which I didn't realize was by her. <laughs> you like it. Did not like it. I DNF that book so Stroked fast. is hard to read because of one of the characters in the book. Now, the other books in that series, that character is barely a blip, so they're much better. It's the uh, it's the girl in that that's, like, nails on a chalkboard. Tell us what other things you've been writing this week. I fell down a rabbit hole. So, I had gone on Pinterest and looked up, like, Kindle Unlimited Romance with audio. Because I wanted some to, like, listen to while I drive to work because I have a long commute. And I discovered J.S. Scott. She has, like, two extremely long series that are, like, five to seven books each that all have audio on Kindle Unlimited. Hmm. And so I started with, I think, the wrong series. I think I started with the most recent series she's written. Um, and they're all, like, um, it's all very, like, um, entwined together. But this, so, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's all, they're all billionaires, and they all have their own issues. Um, 
basically like they're intertwined because like they find out that they have half siblings that grew up like so the first series i read was the half siblings and they grew up like extremely poor and then found out that like their dad had died and he was like a mega billionaire and it's a whole thing but i've been reading those series they're called the the original one is called the sinclair series by j.s scott and then you'll find the other one Maybe I'll check them out. I, They're very good. I, it's been a crazy couple I don't weeks. think I you'll like them. Reading. I don't think you'll like them. Okay. I won't um, take, check them out. Based on the fact, I don't know. They are good. I like them. Maybe not the best writing, but I did really like them. Um, Let me see. Let me see. What else? I have so far read, it says 22, 21 books this year, but I think I might have read more than that. Um, oh, the other one is, oh God, if I can read that, Accidental Billionaires, that's the first series I read. Um, yeah, I've just been reading those in between these books. Hmm. Not reading, mostly listening. I need I to get back on the reading train. You can do Goal it. for this week to focus more on reading. I believe in you. Okay. We'll, well, we will be back next week with The Locker Room excited to discuss. Mm -hmm. <laughs>